Hello everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Everything is Tragic with Hilary Star. I am your host, Hilary Star. Welcome guys, welcome back. Listen, there's a reason why I named this podcast Everything is Tragic because I, you know, not only are the topics tragic, but I make them funny, um, but also my posting schedule is pretty tragic. I am so sorry that I just, I stop posting from time to time on just my regular social medias and also my podcast my podcast is supposed to be you know a weekly thing but honestly sometimes i i just get so distracted with other things and uh then eventually i don't have the energy to sit down even though i'm only sitting down and you know shooting an episode um, which shouldn't seem like a lot, but sometimes it's a little too much for me to handle. And also I am under the dark spell of, um, Hogwarts Legacy. I've been playing that game nonstop for the past few weeks and I've been staying up super late playing. (laughs) I finally finished the game, but now I started again. Now I'm a Gryffindor instead of a Hufflepuff. Um, you know, a new experience. Um, so, okay, so we are gonna just be really comfortable today. We're gonna talk about, um, kind of like my, my anxiety and depression and how I learned to cope with it and deal with it and do some things to kind of help myself get through it. I didn't take any notes because I kind of want this to flow like a conversation. So it's not gonna... I'm going to jump around from topic to topic. Like it's going to be a little out of order because that's how my brain operates. Like I'm very out of place and like the things I usually say, like I have a hard time putting things in order, especially when I'm trying to talk about something like a specific topic. Um, But I'm going to try my best to make it sound as organized as possible. But you know, when it comes to my anxiety and depression, there's so many things like different timelines and just certain things that it's impossible for me to just stick with, you know, going in order. So uh, I hope that this episode really helps out anyone that has anxiety just like me and depression and just learning how to make the best of the small things. And I'll expand on that later, but I think it's really important to kind of start off by me saying your anxiety is in full control of you, yourself, and I was going to say me, myself, and I, but it's you, yourself, and I don't know, you, but um, you are in full control of your thoughts, you're in full control of your anxiety, and once you take that control over your anxiety, things will be so much easier like in regards to like when you feel a little trigger of like anxiety coming on things will be so much easier in regards to learning how to spot that moment that you're feeling like you're getting triggered and then you know exactly how to stop it and prevent you um from kind of getting anxious and so that's why i kind of wanted to make this episode because i'm pretty vocal about my mental health on social media, um, especially on my Instagram stories. It's like an open journal, just my diary. Um, And I talk a lot about like my mental health, especially if I'm going through it. Like I kind of let you guys know that I'm not going to be posting for a while or 
you know, I always try to keep you guys in the loop because for me, it's important to be transparent um, because I'm, I see it from a point of view of like, I, f- I hope that me talking about my depression will help anybody because I love to see people being transparent on social media and talking about things that they go through because I'm like, oh my God, like that that's me. It makes us feel less alone. And so that's why I talk a lot about my mental health. I, I talk a lot about some things that I go through um, because I know the feeling of feeling like you have no control over yourself and you start calling yourself crazy. You're like, I'm losing it. Like what is wrong with me? But then you find that one creator, that one person that's posting on their stories, um, talking about their mental health issues and you're like oh so this isn't just me like i i'm not alone in this you know um and one way i can relate to that is the selena gomez documentary oh my god like i was bawling my eyes out watching that that is probably one of the saddest documentaries i've ever seen in my life probably one of the most impactful documentaries i've ever seen in my life because I related to it way, way too much where it was, I felt like I was watching myself on TV and the fact that Selena Gomez is someone that I looked up to so much as a kid, like I loved her, I was, I still am a huge fan of her Um, and seeing all that she went through and I had no idea at the time and then her her talking about it and i'm like oh my god like i went through the same thing too of not feeling worthy or feeling like i was good enough or feeling like no matter what i did like it things were never good enough and the self-sabotaging and the self-deprecating thoughts that i say to myself from time to time like it we are so mean to ourselves and until we don't make that switch in our brain to kind of stop ourselves like you know stand up to that bully that is yourself we're never gonna get better and you know you can you can only do so much self-care but if you don't stand up to that bully that is your brain you're never gonna find peace in yourself you're never gonna find a way to be able to sit in silence and not get the worst and the darkest thoughts coming to your head because coming from someone who that happens to a lot i've been able to kind of find a way to just let's not let's not think about anything let's not talk about anything let's not overthink because i'm the queen of overthinking um you know so like growing up i was someone that was relatively always very cautious and because you know i'm someone that like i see my anxiety now and i try to think back like where did when did this start and honestly i only became very hyper aware of my anxiety in 2020 and honestly like when i say like that like 2020 was the year where i became so hyper aware of my existence the way i think the way I process thoughts, the way I process trauma, the way I I think about my friendships, my relationships with people. Like I I always say it's like I went on a massive, like a huge acid trip 
and I woke up and like my third eye opened and I just and I'm like where was this realization like what was I doing before 2020 you know I think I was just existing but like with the lockdown you know I was by myself Andrew was deployed in the Middle East I was kind of left to my thoughts and then everything that was unfolding uh in on social media in the world and around me I became I became a hypochondriac I have never been afraid of getting sick but now I'm like terrified of getting sick I get the worst heart palpitations if I take medication um uh I can't take medications before going to sleep now because if I do um I start getting heart palpitations and it leads to me getting heavy heavy amounts of anxiety um and so I you know I I always ask myself like why 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 and how 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 and I never think of okay how do we fix this how do we make ourselves feel better I'm always stuck in the past of like trying to track where did this start and it's like I didn't even think about like how to make myself feel better until recently and I've seen a change I've seen the effectiveness of changing my mindset and stopping and me stopping uh bullying myself so much that it actually really changed my way of thinking where like i don't bully myself as much i you know i let people compliment me because that's my biggest thing i don't like when people compliment me because i don't feel like i'm deserving of it i've always thought very low of myself i never thought that i was worth being a friend to um you know i i think i definitely mentioned this uh in my friends episode uh, where i spoke about my friendships and stuff i never felt like i belonged with anyone like friend wise like i had friends but people didn't want to be my friend uh in school specifically like i never got invited to you know saturday hangouts i never got invited to birthday parties um when sweet 16s were a thing uh when everybody was 16 i never got invited and these were people that i was like close to were like i sat with them at lunch we were super close in that sense but we never i never really had friends wanting to like really build a relationship with me build a bond and so from that moment on I've always thought that I was unlikable, that I had a quality in me that made me not desirable for people to want to be friends with. And I kind of was talking about this with Andrew last night because, you know, lately I've been feeling lonely and I've just been yearning for friends, uh, just yearning for a friend group. Like I have amazing friends, but unfortunately the ones that I'm the closest to, they don't even live in New York. So it's it's harder and it's just horrible because it's like i'm trying to make my younger self proud i'm trying to heal that inner child of like wanting friends and wanting just that feeling of being wanted in a friend group i'm trying to give that to her but it's so hard to make friends in at this age at 27 like it is so hard to make friends um and it's just it's something that like I have to either accept and just deal with it or um just be a little more aggressive and go out more because i've also 
become more introverted, um, especially with the pandemic. And I always thought that I was very extroverted until I started seeing a therapist and she kind of really opened up my views on the way I think about myself too, because I always thought I was pretty extroverted, but it, it turns out that I was pretty introverted my whole life with like a little, a little dash of extroverted energy sprinkled in there. And, you know, I always associated being a Leo with being super social, like I love people and me being funny. I always associated the fact that I was a Leo and I'm funny um, and the fact that I wanted friends and I wanted to go out. It was that fact that made me think, well, I must be extroverted. But then when I was talking to my therapist more and I even spoke to my mom about it, my mom was like, you were always very independent. You liked playing by yourself. You never really played with your sister that much until um, she got a little older. Um, when my mom dropped me off at preschool and kindergarten, like I never cried. I was very, I was very independent in that sense. I, I always enjoyed my own company. And I guess the lockdown kind of showed me that like, hey, you can have fun by yourself. Like you don't always need people to have fun with. And so I found so much peace in my solitude, um, in my self love of, of like in the love of just being on my own like i have found so much happiness like i like going food shopping by myself i like shopping occasionally like for clothes and home decor by myself um from time to time like i i wouldn't mind going with someone but sometimes i see shopping as a form of therapy so that's why i tend to go by myself to these things um so kind of just going back to just how my anxiety works so w when i was seeing a therapist she told me that i have high functioning anxiety which i wasn't surprised because when i feel like i'm getting anxious i become very overproductive i'm able to function normally while being in a constant state of worry and paranoia and just so much fear and just saying so much fucked up shit to myself um and sorry if there's one thing that my therapist taught me that really helped was the realization of the fact that our anxiety is not based on reality the thoughts that we come up with are not based on reality not to say that they're not things that can't happen but it's the fact that they're just not happening in that moment they're not real it's 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 not a situation that happened at all and that's something that helped me a lot in my like in my healing journey of kind of helping myself realize like hey understand that you're afraid of flying but that doesn't necessarily mean that your flight's gonna crash because the moment i book a flight i'm like well now I have a few weeks left to live before I die in this plane. Like, these are some fucked up thoughts that come, like one of the many, that come into my mind. Um, and then from the moment I book the trip to the moment I'm at the airport, I, I'll get like random like spurts of dark thoughts where I'm thinking about, well, 
when I die from this plane crash, like, and it's like, just stop thinking about that. So whenever I get these random thoughts, I'm like, I literally just tell myself to shut the fuck up, you know, um, because it, I know that's not going to happen. Like, oh my God. So going back to therapy, like I was talking to my therapist and I was like, you know, there's no way that I'm not an extrovert because I, I've always wanted to like go out and I had a lot of friends and elementary school and middle school and high school like how how is it possible that i'm not an extrovert and she made a great point like you know i grew up in such a strict household where i had a curfew i had to be home at a certain time and so when i had these restrictions put on me it forced me to seek out more social interactions because i was so restrained and because and it wasn't that like my parents didn't let me have friends it was just the fact that my mom bitched a lot with like i I went out too much or like i always wanted to be out and about and so like to please her because i also suffer from an unbelievable people-pleasing tendency that is so crippling um so because i am such a people pleaser i wouldn't go out that much and so it would only make me yearn to have like a social life even more um and fast forward to now now that i have the freedom of having that uh liberty of going out whenever i want making as many friends as i want now i see myself as like well i don't really care about making that many friends like because yeah i i do feel lonely I do want friends, but I don't want a lot of friends. I used to be someone that liked having a a lot of friends. Now I'm like, I'm okay if I just have like three or four really close people. But, you know, a, a lot of these things have fed my anxiety for the longest time. If it wasn't that, it's, you know, my people-pleasing tendencies. I, you know, growing up in a pretty strict household, um... I was in a, in a short-tempered mom. I was always walking on eggshells. I was always very hyper-aware of making sure my mom never got mad, always pleasing her and doing things that would make her happy because in turn, I wouldn't get yelled at, I wouldn't get in trouble, and everybody would be happy. So that kind of led me to, you know, it's one of the many things that causes anxiety for me because I'm unfortunately still a very much of a people pleaser like i i do that with even friends of mine now like i'll like if a friend wants to watch a movie and i don't want to watch a movie i'll watch it because they want to watch it you know and 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 i, I want to watch it with them because they want to but in reality i couldn't give two fucks about watching the movie but now I want to watch it because I know it's going to make them happy. And so I'll put other people's happiness before mine a lot of the times. Um, and so that kind of leads leaves me not taking care of myself and not putting myself first and putting my, my thoughts and feelings and my desires first. That it, it starts to make me, it, it kind of starts wearing me down. It starts making me question my purpose like is my only purpose making others happy is my purpose feeling like i'm needed to other people and then like i look at 
you know, the friendships that I have and some friendships that I currently struggle with, like, of, like, just wanting to feel like I'm wanted in the friendship, but in turn, just feeling like I'm not needed, like I I wouldn't be missed if I wasn't a part of the friend group or if I wasn't friends with this person anymore. And so having that history also of just not having my own friends, whenever now I become friends with someone and I try my best to, you know, be relatable to them, like my people pleasing tendencies kick in, you know, I find something that they like, I find a common interest and I send them a TikTok because I'm like, oh, we share the same interest, but then like they don't respond or they kind of like give me a response where like, I don't know where to go from there. Like, how do I have a conversation with you? And so in my mind, the wheels start spinning and I'm like, oh, they don't fucking like you. They don't want to be your friend because if they wanted to be your friend, they would want to talk about this common interest that you guys have. Like, but the fact that they're not entertaining it, they don't want to talk about it with you. Like, you don't matter to them. And I've also come to realize that just because I become friends with people, it doesn't mean that they want to be my friend. And I think that's something I have a hard time accepting because, you know, I, I'm i going to say this too, like, I don't want to be friends with everyone I meet. Not everyone that I meet is someone that I would hang out with, and that's okay. It, they're not someone that I would, you know, want to go out to drink with or get my nails done with because you know, our conversations wouldn't be fun. Like, everybody vets people that they would want to be friends with, right? And I feel like I do that with people. So it's it's stupid for me to not think that people would do that for me, you know? So it's like, am I just picking the wrong people to be friends with? Because I try my best to not be annoying uh, you know, I, I'm I'm a pretty loud person. I have a pretty insane personality. My I have a sense of humor. I I think I'm, I can be funny from time to time. Um, so I'm like, okay, but why wouldn't people want to be my friend? And I don't know. Is it because I'm overweight? Is it because I'm just I'm not gorgeous? You know, I think a lot of that stuff plays into how we pick and choose our friends. Like, you know. Uh, some people like to be friends with other people because of because they're hot because they would look nice standing next to them like oh you have a really good looking friend and you know it's sad and it's unfortunate because i think that way too like i i'm talking like back then when i was like younger now not i whenever i become friends with someone I don't look at, oh, they're hot, oh, they're cute, like, I want to be friends with them because they're really good looking, or, you know, being a creator now, oh, I want to be friends with them because they have this many followers, and, you know, we can make videos together, like, I don't, it's like petty shit that I used to think when I was in elementary, middle school, high school, I was like, I was like, that girl is ugly, I would never be friends with her, and it's so fucked up to think like that, but why why do we think like that why like where does that come from like am i just an asshole like am i a bitch for thinking that way and i like i said like i don't think like that now but 
maybe I do deserve to be alone because I used to think that way about certain people and I didn't want to be friends with certain people because they just wouldn't look good standing next to me. Like, that's fucking gross, you know? So I feel like I'm not going to beat myself too much for it because I've changed, you know, I've evolved. I don't look at shit like that anymore. Um, but I feel like people sometimes look at, look at me like that because I'm pretty sure that if I used to think like that, there's no way that there aren't people that don't think like that now. And I'm pretty sure I've come across maybe one or two people where I'm trying to be friends with them currently and they just, I don't know, they just don't want to be my friend. And I have to accept that. I can't keep dwelling on it because all it's going to do is feed the that part of my personality where I already hate myself and you know I've grown to not hate myself as much and and also continuing to say that I hate myself because you know I'm no psychiatrist I'm not I'm no psychologist I'm no brain surgeon but you know your brain is a sponge it absorbs everything and I'm and I mean everything especially like because you know think about it like especially when we were kids that's why we weren't shown certain you know we weren't shown horror movies or we weren't exposed to certain things because a lot of those things could have left huge imprints on us as kids but you know me for example um I you know like for example like when I watched Chucky as a first for the first time as a kid I used to have nightmares for weeks that movie used to scare the fuck out of me as a kid yeah that movie scared the hell out of me but you know if it wasn't that it was you know if I would um get hit or if I would get grounded so you know when you're a kid all that trauma that you suffer from anything that might seem like it's not that big of a deal it is because you're a kid you don't know how to process that so you know as an adult we develop the sense of like you know okay like this happened how do i make myself feel better but sometimes we kind of get stuck in our head and that's something that i found with myself i definitely have gotten way too into my head i let my brain do all of the talking and i just shut up and listen to everything it has to say um because it's definitely affected me a lot in such a negative way um i've become way more anxious because of it and you know these these things that feed my anxiety the the people pleasing tendencies the the incessant need of just having to make everyone happy and putting my happiness aside so you know once i started seeing a therapist and she started helping me see the fact that you know i need to start putting myself first i need to start taking care of myself because then i'm gonna end up in such a deep hole that i can't get myself out of and you know i have high functioning anxiety and my therapist was telling me that sometimes anxiety causes depression but sometimes depression causes anxiety and she says that in my case 
anxiety causes depression that constant like panic and worry like my mind is racing 24 7 and that causes me to lose motivation to get things done to be productive instead i'm being productive in things that i have control of myself so cleaning uh cooking doing my hair getting my nails done the easy things but things that are going to truly do well for me like working and and i don't mean working like like you know working hard like just making videos and advancing myself as a content creator doing actual good for myself that's not to say that getting my nails done and doing my hair isn't good for me but i'm avoiding my responsibilities by you know getting my nails done and doing these things that at the end of the day all it's doing is it's delaying the depression it's delaying the anxiety um and it's only making it worse because I'm doing my nails and stuff, but I'm still worrying about what I have to do. I'm still telling myself, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not productive enough because look at all this time that has gone by. It's been a week that I said I was going to do an episode and I haven't done it yet. It's, um, you know, been a few days since you were supposed to upload um, a video and you haven't done it yet. And so I really beat myself up for it. And then it leads me to becoming super depressed and when i get depressed it um sometimes i can manage it other times it's just this abyss this dark abyss where it's it's it the best way i can describe it is just just absolute numbness like i don't even cry at this point it's just pure like i'll sit in silence and look out the window and just at, at that point, I'm not even thinking about anything. When I'm anxious, my mind is racing. When I'm depressed, my brain is so silent, but my body is reacting to that anxiety, which is just complete shutdown, no motivation. I don't want to shower. I don't want to eat. Sometimes I eat too much. Most of the times, uh, most of the time, I don't eat. Um, I just sit there and I I don't do anything. I just lay in bed. I don't want to get up. I don't want to do anything. And then if it gets worse, I'm like thinking about death, thinking about the absolute worst things. Like if I was gone, people wouldn't miss me because I'm lonely, because people don't want to be my friend. People don't check up on me. They don't text me. Like these are things that I just constantly think about. And it is so exhausting. Depression is so exhausting. Like, and I hate that when people see others with depression sometimes they get called lazy because they're not doing anything to help themselves motherfucker if only if only you knew what it was like to be deeply depressed to the point where it becomes physical like your body feels like it just finished running a marathon except the marathon is in your head and you have been thinking so much and just you're just your mind is just racing of just like all the worst things that it just drains you and you just want to collapse on the bed and never get up ever and so how have i been able to get myself out of those situations because you know i'm in a good place now but who's to say that i can't get there again it can 100 percent happen again but how do i avoid it or how do i 
kind of prepare myself for when I feel like a depression episode is coming because you know it for those of you that have depression I feel like you guys have the same thing you feel it coming on and sometimes sorry sometimes the depression creeps up on me I'll get like that feeling of like just what's the point of anything why why am I here? Why am I food shopping? I, I, I skip a day. I don't shower. I don't brush my teeth. I don't eat. And I'm like, mm. once I start noticing that, I'm like, all right, we got to do something about this. And even if I don't have motivation, I force myself at least to leave the house. Like I go to Whole Foods. I do things that make me happy, which is food shopping. I love food shopping. If it's not that, it's... um scrolling on tiktok which could be a double-edged sword because with all this shit that happens now and the algorithm changing you watch one video of something terrible happening in the world and you will constantly get that fed and tiktok is also a place that has fed my anxiety and depression a lot because it's a lot of information for your brain to process your brain can't process all of that information all at once you know it, it it can process like that happy video of the dog um reuniting with his owner but then right after you see a video of like a bombing in the middle east and then the next video it's a girl doing a self-care day in this spa in manhattan and then the next video it's like someone with long covid just had a heart attack and it's like and so all that just fed my fear of just wow, we really are in like the doomsday. So that feeling of like just the impending doom, it just looms around me all the time. And sometimes it wins. And not only does that feed my anxiety, it feeds my depression way more. Where it's like, you know, the pandemic was, you know, we were all locked up in our homes. And now I'm like, well, who's to say this can't happen again? But then I start getting way too into my head and I'm like, I'm doing this career as a social media content creator, but it's like, what's the point? I make money and then what? Okay, I can buy stuff. I'm financially stable. All right, so who the fuck cares? What's the point of that? Okay, you have money to travel. You can help your family. All right, then what? Once I start thinking like that where no matter what good things come my way, it's always met with something negative. That's when I know it get my my depression gets to like the dangerous point where I kind of have to do a little more self-care, a little more internalized, like just let's examine what's going on. Let's figure out how to make this better because we do not want to get to the dark side because that's, that's a hard, that's a very difficult place to come out of. Um, So, you know, after talking to my therapist, I've been able to kind of start finding ways to make myself happy. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with the way I feed myself. You know, food is a huge energy source. And, you know, when you're constantly feeding yourself bullshit, like just a bunch of junk food, it's going to make you feel like shit. You can get sick. Um, And I noticed once I started eating healthier... Once I started eating more vegetables, I noticed how much better I felt. I felt so good about myself when I recently went and got my physical done and I realized I lost six pounds 
And I was like, I really did that. And this is years of me self-deprecating and saying I was never going to be good enough to lose weight because I have PCOS, I have this, I have that. But I was able to lose weight. I was able to actually do better. And, you know, like I said, this episode is to help anyone that might be struggling um, with anxiety or depression. But this is also for people who just want to hear the point of view of someone who's also going through the same thing. And even though my solution might not help you, at least it's a good insight for you guys to see how I do things to make myself feel better. It's all trial and error. What might work for me might not work for you. You might have to try something else. Um, So I want to say maybe last year, I began the path of how do I make myself feel better? How, how do I start this journey of like not letting my depression be the end all be all? How do I not let myself stay in this hole forever? Um, and you know, I, I do everything. The self-care, the take long showers. I do my hair. When I do my hair, I feel really pretty. When I get my nails done, I feel really good. I go on solo dates, I go out to eat by myself, Um, I love, sometimes I like taking late night trips to Wendy's and watching my favorite podcast on YouTube, Um, shout out to the H Street podcast, Um, that's like one of my biggest things of like self-care, one of my favorite things to do is just getting in my car, driving to the farthest Wendy's that I, the furthest Wendy's that I can go to and uh, watching something funny um so that's one of the things i do something else i love to do is um i stay away from tv shows that are uh drama based i stay away from true crime shows i stay away from anything that's negative um it's like if i'm going through a really like hard time i stay away from anything that can be remotely dark you know or like even like a light drama like it's still something that like has a huge impact on me like it it's something where like there isn't something that's making me laugh so it's gonna make me sad it's gonna make me sadder um so i stay away from true crime horror and i love horror movies um so i switch to watching nothing but comedies i'll watch funny shows like heartwarming shows because you know laughing is the best medicine when you laugh all these chemicals get released in your brain and it really does help you a lot and that's one of the many things that helped me it was watching a lot of comedy shows um and finding things where i can find comfort in you know watching friends is one of my biggest forms of comfort i you know people um make fun of a lot of people for uh being obsessed with a show like friends but I know that there are many people out there that love Friends as much as I do, that, that I, as I do. One of the many shows that I continuously rewatch that bring me so much comfort is Friends. Um, and it's like, oh my god, such a cliche show. But it's, uh, it's funny because like a lot of things that bring us comfort are things that you wouldn't think. They're like, why? It's just a show. Or it's just a food. It's just a song. It's just a you know a stupid movie no like there are certain things that bring you a sense of peace and home and 
the sense of warmth to you and i would say that would be like my biggest piece of advice um to you find something that gives you that sense of happiness that nothing else can give you like that sense of warmth and joy um and for me it's uh watching friends um having shows that i used to watch as a kid playing in the background as i'm cleaning uh it's stuff that you know it keeps me happy because it's stuff that i relate to from a time period where i was happy you know i i always say keep your childhood alive because you have no idea how much it actually helps and um it's things like yeah i'll rewatch my old childhood videos i will um rewatch old tv shows that i grew up watching even the music like i'll listen to music that will make me think of a better time like the late 90s early 2000s and i just i just reminisce and reminiscing for me is huge because it my dog just absolutely going to town behind me while i'm talking about all this um reminiscing uh about a better time it's it's bittersweet because it it makes me happy but it also makes me really sad because i i long for a day where i you know could feel that happiness again um but you know it's it's always good to still get that warm fuzzy feeling when you listen to a song that reminds you of a good time you know um another thing i do is i i have like my me days i go out to eat i spend time with myself um i also talk to myself a lot because trust me it helps a lot words help so much if you like i mentioned before your brain is like a sponge if you constantly feed yourself and tell yourself all of this negative shit like when i used to um like when i would only call myself ugly or if i would go to a fitting room i'm like god damn if i was skinny i would look so much better and then you just go down this really dark rabbit hole of just being super condescending and mean to yourself and you don't know how much of a negative effect that has on you until you find yourself just straight up hating yourself and never finding room to love yourself and then you wonder you're like why am i like this and it's like oh well i only bully myself every day and call myself ugly every day so i always try my best to not get to that point you know of being mean to myself obviously sometimes it slips and i'll be like you know god damn i look ugly as fuck but obviously like i i i'm trying it's not easy but i am getting better you know being nice to yourself um talking to yourself helps a lot you know i'll be walking around the house and i'm like you know things are tough right now but they will get better and you have to make it better i'm kind of like my own corny mlm motivational speaker and that's something i would advise you you have to be your own corny multi-level marketing motivational speaker you have to constantly tell yourself um give yourself just just really good and positive affirmations like just telling yourself that you know things will get better and just but not in a toxic positivity way because there's a difference between realistic and just kind of coding 
um, your reality and coding it with like this false happiness because then all that creates is more anxiety, more depression, and it it uproots the negativity in a way that you don't want it to sneak up on you. So it's good to acknowledge your anxiety and your depression head on. It's good to acknowledge the feelings. Let yourself feel what you want to feel. Um, That's something I allow myself to because I'm on this health journey, like healthy journey of, you know, the self-healing and you know, being on this healing journey, I still allow myself to have my bad days. You have to allow yourself to feel the things that you feel, you know, because if you suppress it so much, it's only going to get worse with time. It's going to build up. It's like a snowball effect. One day you're going to explode and it's going to be so bad. So allow yourself to feel bad. Allow yourself to have a shitty day, but remember to get yourself back up because it's, it's not worth it staying down every time because it's it's going to kill you and it's it's horrible when it becomes physical because then you feel sick you it's, it really starts to take an effect on you and if there's something else that I can tell you guys that I hope you guys can take away from this episode is you know you can only do so much with the self-care aspect you know you can get your nails done get your hair done go out to eat by yourself, spend time with yourself. But if you're not changing up here, you're not going to help yourself at the end of the day. You have to change your mindset for the better. You have to work on yourself. You have to journal. You have to talk to yourself because that's where the real healing starts. I'm not even kidding. Like when I started changing my mindset and started talking to myself nicer and you know, stopped being so rude to myself and stopped, you know, started allowing people to compliment me because before I couldn't take a compliment because someone would come up to me and be like, oh my God, like, uh, you're so funny. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm not. I'm like, thanks, but no thanks, I'm not funny. And it's like, allow yourself to, to be complimented because I always saw it as if I accept a compliment, I don't want people to think that I'm cocky or like I'm being a stuck up bitch and it's like what the fuck like just accept the compliment and move on like you'll be fine they're not gonna think that you're cocky or anything um it's it's just a a whole lot of shit goes on in my head and it's so hard to escape it and it's so hard sometimes to articulate it and put it into words um but you know writing things down allowing myself to talk to myself and acknowledge how i feel it helps a lot and also i started changing so like i mentioned i've been changing how i eat i've been changing um i've been allowing myself to not be so hyper focused on like being perfect and doing laundry every day and like making sure the house is spick and span and like super clean like i allow dishes to accumulate because my hyper fixation and my anxiety and my constant need to be perfect and do things and feel like I'm worth it. Like, I've just come to accept that not everything is perfect. I live such an imperfect life that I need to just accept it and live my life, like, at peace. Like, I just want to be at peace. I just want to be happy. And the moment I started changing how I eat, I started working on my gut health now i'm more motivated to go to the gym um which i never was i'm 
uh, more ready to like take on the day and just take on life and just I've been feeling more motivated because I've been able to kind of just change that mindset just being a little more positive just and remember take it step by step day by day don't think that it's it's not a get rich quick scheme like it's not gonna happen quickly it's something that's gonna take so much time so much patience you have to be super patient and again always remember that you're gonna have your down days you're gonna have a day where you're gonna feel like fucking shit allow it to happen allow yourself to feel like shit but remember to pick yourself back up because you do not want to be in that hole for that long um so i'm trying to think of what else i can say i mean there's there's so much to it you know i can go into depth about like my childhood and just being raised by loving parents but also really overprotective parents and that made me fearful of a lot of things and very cautious um uh and the fact that i was so coddled until such a later age that like i i i feel like i'm independent but i also feel like i depend on others for my happiness and financially and just overall like i feel like i'm not independent like i can go into so much depth about like my anxiety and my depression but I feel like as long as I kind of have the overall view of how I am and just how I function mentally, that from that point on, I can start working on myself. I can start figuring out, you know, how can I make myself feel better? Like, this is what we got and this is what we're going to work with. And so, because, you know, anxiety and depression, it's not just one thing. It's so much bullshit that we deal with, Okay. You know, you have to think, me personally, we focus on so much. Like me, for example, I fo- I'm trying to focus on my gut health, my mental health, my physical health. I'm trying to go to the gym. I'm trying to focus on my marriage, focusing on being a dog mom, which isn't that big compared to other things, but it's still a big deal to me. Focusing on, you know, keeping my house clean, my career, focusing on building relationships with my friends and my family and making new friends so like that's just me and then there's you what are you focusing on what what are things that you're trying to do to make yourself feel better you know we all have things that we want to work on things that we want to improve in our life and you know i didn't even name other things like getting my finances in order and um you know going to doctor's appointments and really staying on top of uh my pcos and stuff like that so it's like there's so much that we deal with on a daily basis meanwhile the earth is literally crumbling over around us and the world is dying and our country is failing us our government's failing us inflation all this like prices are going up everything is so expensive we can barely afford groceries and just being able to survive on the, in this country at this point and yet we have to find ways to improve our daily lives so it's like where's the happy medium where so yeah it's it's of course people feel so hopeless of course we feel so numb to everything we don't care if it ends we don't care if you know things don't turn out for the best because it's so draining but we cannot give up 
we just can't and this is ooh, i don't want to get emotional but this is something i always think about i always whenever i get like this i always picture my younger self standing next to me and the next time that oh, i don't want to get emotional the next time you guys think about um you know some pretty dark thoughts the next time you guys find yourself really depressed or really anxious i want you guys to picture your younger self standing next to you and i want you guys to ask yourself like what would they think if they see you like this you know would they be happy would would you feel like you let them down every time i feel sad or really really down i always picture my younger self like running around the house and kind of like telling me like hey like everything's gonna be fine like or if not like to make it more dramatic i just picture her sitting next to me and just looking at me and being like what's wrong or like where did we get like this how did we get like this and that believe it or not puts a lot of things into perspective and like i know like we were young we were innocent we didn't we weren't exposed to a lot of stuff you know and like that may be true but what i feel like when people look at that when people look at um certain things from that standpoint where it's like oh you know just picture your younger self like how would you feel like or how, how do you think they would feel i feel like it puts a lot of things into into place and it kind of makes you stand firmly on the ground and i don't know for me it helps so much every time i'm like i can't let my younger self down i always tell myself that i can't let my younger self down because i you know my younger self was so fearless i wasn't afraid of anything i used to eat ants when i was a kid okay i used to eat ants and play-doh and silly putty and i was just so not afraid of anything i was such an explorer i loved adventures and just the feeling of exploring a new place like my backyard i always had like the most vivid imagination i would picture me in like the jungle or something like as a kid and all that now is gone like the magic of being a kid is gone so but here's my last piece of advice that i would say would definitely help anyone out there keep your inner child alive and well in you you know what i'm saying like keep your inner child so alive in your daily life and what i mean by that it's things that you might not even notice like you order like something that you've always wanted and you get it in the mail and you get you get like the happy jolts and you start clapping with excitement like that's your inner child you eat something that you used to eat as a kid and you find yourself getting like super excited and you're like so like satisfied that's your inner child um for me i watch a lot of home videos i i, I think i said it already i put a lot of shows that i used to grow up watching like i'll put all that hey arnold all these shows that i i used to watch i'll listen to a lot of backstreet boys um 
I started drawing because I used to draw a lot as a kid. I even want to buy Jenga blocks because I used to play with Jenga blocks. You know, allow yourself to be a kid. Allow yourself to be a kid. It, you know, for most of us, I'm not speaking for everyone because not everyone had a good childhood. But for the most of us, our childhood was the best time of our life. The most innocent time of our life. The most precious, the, the best memories, the the feeling of not caring and just, you were just existing. That's all you were doing. We were just existing and nothing mattered except what am I going to play today? What am I going to color today? Who am I going to sit with at lunch today? And although you can't, we can't go back to being kids, we can definitely still keep our inner child alive and, and do the things that we used to do as kids, you know, and some people might think that it's immature fuck them i don't give a fuck i'm gonna play with jenga blocks i'm gonna play the sims and that's kind of what triggered inside of me when i um got hogwarts legacy and i started playing that's like a perfect example of like why i've been playing hogwarts legacy for 50 hours guys it's sickening i i think that um you know, for some people, it was just a really nice game with great graphics and a great storyline. But for the majority of us, we were kids again. We were living through our childhood of, of seeing this this world, this made-up world come to life where, you know, now we could actually be wizards. We can do everything that we did Um with our imaginations but now we actually have a game where we can live vicariously through these movies that we grew up with and i think that's that's amazing so that's like another good example of like how i keep my child alive is is playing this game my inner child right now whenever i play that game is like so excited to be playing a game like that where it's like oh my god we get to be wizards like finally you know um but that's pretty much everything that I have to say. I really can't think of any more. Maybe I should have written some notes because I feel like I could have made better points. I'm sorry if the flow of this episode was weird. I'm sorry for the cuts and um, if I don't convey my words right and my sentences sound weird. I have a hard time speaking sometimes, I'm not gonna lie. Um, But I hope that whatever you got out of this episode, I hope it was something good. I hope it made you feel positive and I hope that it incentivizes you to find ways to find your inner happiness, find something that gives you that purpose in life, you know? Um, so with that being said, I'm going to get going. Um, I just ordered some tacos. My dog is ready for me to pay attention to him. Sorry, my dogs know when I'm filming an episode, they immediately lay down and they don't they don't bark or anything with the exception of my neighbor's dog triggering them sometimes, but they're so intelligent. They just lay there and wait for me to finish and I stood up earlier to get my food and they thought I was finished and so they now are waiting for me to play with them. So I'm going to get going and tend to my children. Make sure to follow me on social media and I will see you guys next week. Bye.